Today we're talking again about boundaries. And Tracy, this time we're going to talk about boundaries in marriage. And I like this thought. Boundaries in your marriage are actually what make your marriage healthy, and it gives you the ability to love selflessly and sacrificially. Some people might not realize that that's the case. Right. If you have the right boundaries, you understand who you are, and you understand then how you should be relating to your spouse, then you're free to really love and serve each other. And you're not worried about constantly getting into conflicts because you're trying to say, you know, you're overstepping your bounds with me. So let's talk about these four boundaries for a healthy marriage, your feelings, your expectations, your tasks, and your time. So first, feelings. Here's the point. You alone are responsible for your own emotions. So that means you need to learn to identify how you're feeling and be brave enough to share it with your spouse. Right. So we've already talked about this in the first topic in the series, but this idea that your spouse can't make you feel anything that you don't want to feel. So if you ever say something like, oh, you make me so angry. Well, it's going to be healthier for you to identify what is it that just happened or what is it that your spouse just said or did that made you feel angry. But your spouse didn't make you do that. You responded and reacted in anger. And for some couples, learning how to communicate about their emotions is a totally new thing. Yes. That's one of the biggest things, I think, in a healthy marriage is when you get to a place where you can safely express how you feel and can be vulnerable enough to say that. That's a game changer in marriage. And that means that your spouse has to respect that you have the right to explain your feelings, your emotions, and they're not going to blow up or punish you. Right. And I think that that's a good point that when your spouse expresses how they feel, you can't tell them they can't feel that. All right. Here's the second boundary, and it's in your expectations. Your spouse isn't a mind reader. That means that you need to learn how to articulate what you expect, and you also need to be ready to compromise. Yeah, this is an area where couples a lot of times make the mistake of having expectations. You know, this is what a perfect date night looks to me, or this is how many times I think we should be having sex. And they don't articulate it to their spouse. But then when it's not meeting their expectation, they get angry and resentful. So it's much healthier to just be clear with your expectations. This is what a perfect date night looks to me, dear. So that should help you plan something, right? Set them up for success. This is how many times I think we should be having sex during a week. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. Okay, let's work towards that. Yeah, now what if the other spouse has different expectations? Well, that's where then you have to continue to communicate and say, okay, is there compromise here? Are there things that I can give in this area you're willing to give in another area? But the answer can't just be doing neither or just saying, I don't care what your expectations are, I just care about my own. All right, the third area where you might need to set a boundary is in your tasks. And here's the principle. You can't give everything to everybody, even in your marriage. So that means you need to learn how to be honest about your limitations and even sometimes ask for help. Yeah, so I think about couples a lot of times, you know, maybe one spouse, your job just sucks the life out of you. And when you come home, you just want to sit and veg for like 30 minutes, kind of decompress. But maybe your spouse is like, hey, there's this to do and this to do. And you should be helping with dinner. Or you need to clean up or I need you to do this. And, you know, it's just like you just feel like you're under attack as soon as you walk in the house. So it's really good for couples to to draw some boundaries on here's my limitations. Like in that example, when I come home from work, can I just have 30 minutes to decompress and then I'll be ready to go and do whatever you need me to do. Yeah, I remember in our marriage, this was a problem for both of us until we learned how to communicate how we were feeling. Because before we did that, we were just both getting frustrated. 
yeah, we're both asking things of the other and then we're mad when they're not doing it, but we needed to be honest about our limitations or that the timing was off. And the point is that you can't just spend all your time together as a couple. That's actually not healthy. You need to learn to ask for free time from your spouse. And I think this might be the edgiest mm -hmm. of all the uh, principles here, Tracy. Yeah. Some couples might think that doing anything apart is like terrible and our marriage is on the brink. But really, I mean, you guys are two individuals. So you came into marriage with your own interests and ideas and maybe even different groups of friends. So once you get married, you don't just throw away all of those things. It's okay to have some free time. It's okay to have some separate things that you don't do everything as a couple. Let's finish up by taking a look again at Ephesians chapter 5. This passage presents an intense picture of love between a husband and wife. And so I think a question some Christian couples could ask, Tracy, is, is there really room for boundaries in that kind of love? Yeah, and I think that that's where it has to come back to our understanding that even God is a God of boundaries. He gives us boundaries for our protection and because he loves us. So in marriage, boundaries are not meant to be cruel or to not want to love. You drawing boundaries gives you the freedom to love your spouse the way God wants you to, because you're not spending your time feeling like you're trying to guard against how your spouse might be, you know, stepping on you and that makes you bitter and resentful. And so that's why, again, Paul says in verse 21, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So it's this mutually submitted marriage. It's not an enmeshed marriage. Right. It's not a codependent marriage. It's a marriage that's submitted to each other and submitted to Christ. So couples, take a look at those four areas in your marriage and see if there might be some boundaries that you need to set to make that marriage healthier.